to the house of Jacob for he shall teach us all his ways and we shall walk in his path but the Lord shall arise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee Yes, the Lord shall arise upon thee, and His glory shall be seen upon thee, upon thee. Hallelujah. Do you believe it shall come to pass? In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established. Hallelujah. And shine your light has come, the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen, and Gentiles shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Yes, the Lord shall arise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee for the Lord shall arise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee upon thee For all nations will flow into it. Hallelujah. Why don't we all rise to our feet? We've come to the most important 
part of the service. Are you excited for the word this morning? Hallelujah. It is written that by a prophet, Israel was led out of Egypt and by a prophet, Israel was preserved. Hallelujah. God has blessed us with our very own prophet, BMI. So with much excitement, why don't we welcome to the podium, my father, your pastor, Pastor Chris. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Thank you. And a very good morning to all. Uh, it is an honor and a privilege to be here this morning. I was also privileged to be in the first service that was so powerful. When our great Pastor Charlie preached on the five statutes of loyalty. I'm not sure if we are recording that. Was that recorded this morning service? Because I think it's important for all people to hear. But it was on radio. If, if there's any technical people to indicate what I'm saying so that I know what I'm saying is true, it would be nice. Thank you. It was a great, great message this morning. The five statutes on loyalty. Amen. So let me first welcome all of you that are here this morning. If you are visiting us for the first time, you are very, very welcome. And if you don't have a church and you're looking for a church, your search for a church ends here right now. Because BMI is truly a very, very nice place to be. Amen. Um, we welcome the Facebook viewers. You are all welcome if you're tuning in. And uh, the radio listeners on BMI Radio. And then we have some people sitting in the overflow section on the other side. So you're all welcome. It's a pity we're not close. I thought this morning that I want to uh, give you this nice idea, which I always do. Is that when you bring a visitor, it doesn't matter if you are not on the list for inside or outside. You will get first preference to enter with your visitor into the main sanctuary. And if you normally come but you have no interest in bringing anybody or a visitor, you might be generously, kindly asked to move to the overflow center. Where there's a, it's a very nice center. There's a big TV screen. Everything we are doing here, they can see us. They are, however, delayed for a few minutes, for a few seconds. I think about 40 seconds. So as I release the blessings, they only get it 40 seconds later. But I'm saying that to say that we are encouraging you now that the COVID regulations has given us a little bit more space. Bring people that need the Lord. People that need to hear the word of God. We all need to hear God speak. So bring people and when you bring the person, you are guaranteed that you will get priority seating with your guests. I mean, it's, it's no good we put your guests in here and we take you out, isn't it? So you will sit here with your guests. Also remember that I mean, we're not yet giving each out, but normally when you have, when we have a visitor's table, the person who invited the guest are also invited. So if you're clever and you want to eat cake every Sunday, just bring somebody to church every Sunday. Then free cake and tea will be served to you. Glory to God. So you're all welcome and I trust that we'll have a wonderful time. We apologize for being a bit late this morning. It's because of that morning service that was so anointed 
and so blessed and we were dancing here for the Lord and we decided to uh, make a declaration that we won't turn back from where we are going. Amen. You don't even try to turn me around. I'm going all the way. Amen. I'm going all the way. Glory to God. But before we get into the Word of God that you all came to hear, we have a little uh, program that we need to sort out and finish with, and that is to award the trophies to the winners of the Jerusalem dance. Yes. I don't know if we have the dance on the backtrack there, but I think it should be playing in the background. My wife and myself had a look at the, the, the dance. We took our time because we couldn't see so clearly uh, because of the sunlight. Pastor Robin is supposed to close a little bit more of the, the, the tent cover so we can see clearly on the video. He's going to do it. He said before Christmas, I trust God. But when we looked at the videos, it was very difficult for us to choose winners because all the winners, the people did a lot of effort, you know. And it's so hard sometimes for me. That's why I'm given the job because I'm the strongest by far to say this is the winning group and other hearts will be broken. That's so bad about a competition. It's like Liverpool winning the league and the others don't get anything. Everybody is sad, but one team is glad. <laughs> you even see big men cry sometimes. But don't cry for me, Argentina. We are now going to award the trophy. But we decided also to be fair that we will divide the trophy into two. Which means we will now grant a trophy. And I, my Facebook is not on. Is there any technical people around that can just put on my Facebook so that I can speak to the others? Anybody alive? Yeah, thank you. Just put on the Facebook. I want to speak to Uppington and to Mudran because I know they are all tuned in. We have decided to give a, a trophy for the national branches. It's London, Mudran, Uppington. One of you have been chosen to be the winner of our national Jerusalem dance competition. Uh, is the music not playing? Is, there, is it not? So, poor Kelvin. We must pray for Kelvin, isn't it? He does good things just a little bit late all the time. Hallelujah. <laughs> um, so, we've chosen a winner for the national branches and then the Cape branches which is Leiden, Symphony Way, and, and Bella, and Extension 13, Old Bella, which is Colibu, and Extension 13. Currently, that's the active branches. We will choose a winner from the four of them. What do you think? Is it a good idea? Yeah, because, I mean, nobody can dance like the Cape Tonians when we... When we... I, I don't know. How many of you noticed that my friend Bishop Eddie... Bishop Dag's assistant. I sent him the clip where I was there. You remember the time I was doing this in the church? So I sent him the clip because he's a dancer. And he asked me, what is that? Is it a grace dance? And I explained to him the whole concept of Jerusalem. And now it is a COVID-19 like encouragement. And then he said he's going to 
try it. And then they did it in church and the thing went viral. You know, their church is 100 times bigger than ours. So the thing really went viral, this Jerusalem. And then he phoned me to tell me about it. And I said, just please acknowledge that it was I who taught you that. Because acknowledgement is the first step in honoring a person. You acknowledge that I can do this, but that is the one that told me about the thing. You see, you must never just make like you know everything. There's always people that has helped you. Acknowledge them. Glory to God. So, are you guys with me? Uh, Samson, are you listening? And Pastor Sergio, I'm just checking you. Put a comment on Facebook. We are live on Facebook, so you can put a comment. We want you to sit closer to your TV or your phone because we are now going to hand out the trophy for the national branches, those who won the Jerusalem. Stand and then we'll just do it one more time. I had to practice But every time my wife My wife taught me the dance Clap But you know that part Where you must go back You see so You do the steps The four and then Now when I turn You see then I get confused now then I knock into her every time, but this is I must go back, and then he must go back. I think she, I think she's not dancing. And the winner, Jerusalem, Ikayala, me. is on. I don't see Sergio then. I don't see them. Anybody that's on Facebook, check if they are on. The winner for the national branches goes to... What did we say? Up in time! I must have practiced that, that bunny hop. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the announcement that you've all been waiting for. Drum roll. The winner. Although you were all great, really great. But there can only be one. And I have the difficult job of choosing that one. And I have decided. By the divine authority invested in me. That the winner for Jerusalem. 2020. Goes to. And I want my wife. To do the. Award, I'll help you up. So, one of the lead. Oh, maybe you must come. 
This is the pastor of Symphonies. He's coming on behalf of the church to collect the trophy. Is there a mic for my wife? I want faster engineers. Quick. Good morning, everyone. Um, when we are forced to watch the videos, you know, it's very difficult to get one winner because it look everybody put so much effort in. But you know, with every winner, you have a lot of tick boxes and Symphony just all the boxes were tick. So congratulations to Symphony from our side. We hand, I, I want to hand over this trophy to you guys and you deserve this Jerusalem trophy. For Symphony. Good for Symphony. Alright, you may all be seated. Isn't it good to have fun in the church? Beautiful. Now we're going to go to the Word of God and receive the blessing of the Lord. It's good to have Captain Jackie with us this morning. Captain, if you can just stay after church for a few minutes, I would like to see you in the Prophet's Lounge, if that's not a problem. Wow. We had a wonderful tea party yesterday. Shame on you if you didn't come. You were a bad supporter of the ministry. But we forgive, like Jesus forgives us. But we're going to have some more events coming up because our garden has really taken shape. And all of you don't support events I have. If you take pictures in the garden and I catch you, I'm going to charge you 10 rand every time you press your cell phone. Because you're not ever doing anything to help us. It costs, everything costs money. So sometimes we say, yes, cake and tea for 50 rand, 100 rand. Don't be so selfish, but you want to take pictures in my garden. Hmm. We also have three crosses now. Those ones, they are only the dummy ones. The real ones are big, thick, like the real cross that Jesus died on. So if you also irritate me too much, I might even think of crucifying some thieves. Not on the main cross, because that's where Jesus died. And the two, the two on the side is for thieves. <laughs> what do you think? It's a good idea. But that will be another uh, uh, great opportunity for you to come and support. We will be unveiling the crosses. The cross is a very special place in my heart. It's a symbol of death where Jesus died. It's the, the place where the price was paid for our sins. Hallelujah. It's the pivotal part of Christianity. It also means to be a Christian, you must suffer some things. You must lose some things. Ah, you must make a sacrifice. It's a symbol of sacrifice. Many people want to follow God, follow the Lord, but they don't want to sacrifice. They want to have one foot in the world and one foot in the church. It doesn't work like that. You need to go all the way. Pay a price for Jesus. Amen. Sometimes things that are pleasurable, you must say no for the sake of the cross. Hallelujah. All right, we are teaching on loyalty. As you are going to get your injections for COVID-19, I think you're going to pay for it. I'm sure it won't be free. Uh, and um, I don't even, I think the first people that will get it in South Africa will be those who have some money. 
You know how the world works. The poor is always pushed to the side. And uh, so the rich will get it first. And some of the rich countries have even bought millions of doses before it is manufactured. Hey. So, but God has been good to us in Africa because the scientists are puzzled why so few people died in Africa compared to the Europe and the Americans. So, I think it's because there's still a lot of fear for the Lord in Africa. That's only what I think. I'm also allowed to think because I have a mind. But the good news is the vaccination that you will get this month is free. And it's the... Where's the book that I had here with me this morning? The man took his book. Forgive. I had a book on loyalty. Uh, I was holding it up as a vaccination. You are being injected. There it is on the screen. That's the book. You are being injected with, with the teachings of loyalty. Glory to God. And I said this morning, I would like to say it again, that, you know, God is so good to me that I started the church 17 years ago and my church was small and what we call fledging, fledging small church. And as my church started to grow, every time people started having problems. You know, people have a lot of problems. Where there's people, there's problems. Oh, you didn't know that. I give you that revelation this morning. Receive it. Where there's people, there's problems. That's why God is looking for leaders to guide the people. And Moses was such a leader. Are you all listening to me? Should I stand behind the pulpit, camera people, or in front? Any which way, but loose. Moses was raised up to lead the people. The people were in slavery for years. 400 years. Eish. And God sends a deliverer. Everybody say deliverer. And God uses this man to lead them into something great. But you won't believe. The people, say people. Where there's people... The people were not satisfied that God had come to help them out of hundreds of years of slavery into something better. He actually called the land, the promised land, the land of milk and honey. Oh. Somehow, by God's divine grace, this little country called Israel is, 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 is found geographically in the center of the earth. Yeah, geographically in the center. Is the, one of the smallest land masses of many countries. They fall very far down on the big land masses. South Africa is much bigger. I'm sure about 20 of Israel can fit into South Africa. Yeah, that's how small it is. And it's in the middle of a desert. But God had ordained His people to go there. He called it the land of milk and honey. Ow! But this people, say people, <laughs> and where there's people, they started murmuring. They started complaining. They were not happy with the bread they were getting from the Lord. Miracle bread falling from heaven. 
You, you must go to the house shop to buy bread. Their bread fell from the sky. Eesh. And it was fresh every morning. They didn't even have to go to the house shop. And they had enough money because when they left Egypt, the Egyptians gave them all the gold and the silver. But they were complainers and murmurers. I'm not talking about you because you're not complaining and murmuring, is it? Talking about those people. And you know, ladies and gentlemen, when we preach about complaining and murmuring in this church, nobody must ever mind that the pastor here wants to indoctrinate people to stay with him. It's not like that at all. No. The pastor you see in front of you is not a confused person. He's accomplished many great things. So it's not like I'm wanting you now to feed me with anything. You get it? My source is from above. Oh yeah. What I'm doing for you is for you. What I'm teaching for you is for you. When I'm rebuking for you is for you. When I'm hard in my instruction, it's for you. Do you get it? The people murmured and complained and God got angry. Let me tell you something that you didn't know. You can make a mistake by messing in sin with sex, with dacha, with alcohol, whatever. Oka pipe. You can adultery, you can have. It's all sin in God's eyes. But this one, murmuring, that we think is nothing. God takes a great objection to murmuring. Because it was the only thing that he said, I'm going to strike all these people from the face of the earth. He hated the ungratefulness, the ingratitude of them as Moses tried his best to lead them over into the promised land. And he said to Moses, it's the end of the people. I'm killing them all. If it wasn't for that great man of God to lie on his knees and pray to the Lord to have mercy, you see, they would have all died instantly. Because God hates murmuring and complaining. Is anybody listening to me? Look, Moses married a woman. I don't know if you know about it. Moses married a woman from Ethiopia. Because he was trekking long through the desert. The desert gets cold in the night. So you need some warmth. Amen. So he took this nice dark-skinned woman just to lie. Because I think she had nice fat babura. And he wanted to be warm. And then the people moaned about it. Do you know what I find strange about it? Maybe the people had a point. Because it looks like Moses was married before he took this Ethiopian woman. But God doesn't say anything in the Bible to warn Moses or to rebuke Moses against the Ethiopian woman. Do you understand what I'm saying? It is the people who complained. God rather got angry at the complaining of the people than the fact that Moses took another wife to sleep with. So you think you are a righteous person and you are not doing the sexual thing, you are not doing the dacha thing, you are not doing the, the, the umtas. 
or buck and poop like they say in Uppington. There's a wine called buck and poop in Uppington. They say every time you go down to, to take up more than then some winds come out of you. It's buck and poop. <laughs> God didn't say much. But when they murmured against the servant of God, the judgment, and God just withdrew the judgment a little bit. He said, okay, okay, the children will go in. But all of them will perish in the desert. And they did. None of the people that Moses took out of Egypt went into the promised land of milk and honey. Why? The murmuring and the complaining. And they did not believe that God can take them where Moses told them God is taking them. Hey! Mike Murdoch made a statement. He said, God's greatest displeasure is when people doubt Him. Did you hear what I said? God's greatest, God's greatest, what is the Afrikaans? God is so happy as people in Him twyfel nie. Are you with me? And God's greatest pleasure is when people believe in God. Oh, He likes it. Oh, He loves it. That's why when Abram took his wife and went, God said, you will be the greatest of all people. Because when the wife said, where are we going? He said, I don't know, but God said, I must go and I believe God. Hey, Hebrew says, God made him the greatest of all. Father, we call him Father Abraham. And he, because he pleased God so much, you see, that is faith. To believe what God said he's going to do, he's going to do for you. May you have great faith in the Lord. Amen. I want to just focus your attention and just for a few minutes, I want to talk to you about uh, those who honor you. The loyalty series, and let me explain again. Some years ago, I was led to find this book. And this book changed my life and my ministry. As I was saying that my small fledging church was breaking up because of the people. Where there's people? Yeah. This one had a problem with this. That one had a problem with this. This one has a problem with this. And eventually, I've, every time new people come in, a few of the other people go out. Hey. And I could not grow the church. It was not like we have now many services. No, no, no. Even this is a lot of people. <laughs> you know, one of the hardest things for a pastor is to grow his church. You don't know. Maybe it's not your profession. But I, that is, um, me that's in this thing, it's a hard thing to grow the church. Until I found a medicine. Hallelujah. And let me tell you how I found the medicine. Many years ago, uh, we didn't have much or we didn't have television with many channels like you have today. Then I used to go sleep by my grandma who lived in Elsie's River. Just in the land. Do you know where that is? Yeah, the Born Free Kids territory. And when the Born Free Kids fight, we must run inside the houses. But I didn't go there to sleep so much because I love my grandma. But I went there because close to our house was a bicycle. A cinema. 
But it wasn't a real cinema. It was somebody who had a big garage and then he put a big blanket over the door. Then you come in, you pay. You sit on hard benches, very hard. It's about three movies. It's about two hours. It's for six hours you sit. When you come out, your bum is very sore. And the bicycle was called Planky Rama. Planky Rama because there was another great cinema with soft chairs close by called Panorama. But this one had no soft seats, only plank seats, so it's called Plankirama. Do you get it? Plankirama. But I used to go there because I was a fan of Jackie Chan. How many of you know Jackie Chan? But before he started making these funny, funny movies, he used to make very dangerous movies. Shaolin wooden men. Hey. Snake in the eagle's shadow. Then even on a, on a Friday night, be, be, the cinema is the next day. So Friday, they go, the guys go fetch the, the reels. There's a projector, it's reels, go so grrr. Then they fetch the reels and then they paste the posters on the board. The, what is playing tomorrow at the matinee show. Hey. Then we as young boys, we used to go and just look at the poster for hours. Then we imagine even what's going to happen in this movie. Because the posters were always very dramatic. I wish you could have those days. You see, the cell phone has killed everything great in our lives. We used our imagination then. So we see this movie playing tomorrow. Shaolin, wooden men. And my cousins, they used to watch so many movies, they could tell me everything that's going to play. They've seen the movie before. But one thing that I've glean from watching so many of these karate movies, there's a central theme in the movie. Must I tell you what is the theme? The theme is like this. An old master is training the young boy. And then somehow, the bad man, Silver Fox, he kills the old master. But somehow, I don't know how, but by God's grace, the old man, before he dies, he has enough energy to tell the young boy where he must go to learn the new style to kill the silver fox. Do you understand? So as he's lying and there's blood in his mouth, the young boy holds his neck up and he has enough time to tell him what he must do. God gives him enough strength before he dies. Must I tell you what he tells the young boy? Do you want to know? He tells the young boy something like this. He says, <gasps> Then the young boy will say, Master, Master! Then he says, Go to the mountains of Lang Fu. You will find an old master there. And he will teach you from a book the 36 styles of Shaolin if you master them you will become invincible ah. care for me because I think I I did it good he 
said, if you master the statistics art, you will become invincible. And then the boy runs. The movie starts now. In the beginning, and the, 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 the words come up in Chinese. Then when he comes to the mountains of Lung Fu, just as the master said, he finds an old man sitting on a rock. Aish! And then he starts to train him. The 36 arts. So when he comes back, no man can defeat him. Even Silver Fox, you see. So when he does the final strike, Silver Fox recognizes, aha, where did you learn that? One of the things of Chinese people, they're very nice. Before they kill one another, they explain why they are killing you, you see. So as he strikes him, he says, what style is that? Then he explains, it's the 36 arts of Shaolin. Wow. And then he also dies. And nobody unbelieves me, but maybe God made me go to these movies to learn a few things. It's wonderful how the Lord can teach you. So, I also went to the mountains of Langfu. And I found the book. Ah. And when I learned the art, this breaking up of my church and the disintegration of my church and the murmuring of the members, I started to master the art of Shaolin. So instead of having one small church, now I have a number of churches because I had to learn the art. And I'm teaching you the art. And in this morning's message, of Pastor Charlie, you recognize how many people have ears but they can't hear. They have eyes but they cannot see. Jesus said to his disciples, people will not hear. He was telling them stories, like I told you now, a story of Kung Fu. And they asked him, Lord, in Mark, in the book of Mark, why do you tell them stories and as you speak in plain language? He said, look, these are people, they have eyes, but they cannot see. And they have ears but they cannot hear. God forbid that you are such a person. Because Pastor Charlie was talking about the many people that even though they hear this teaching, they still somehow get caught on the wayside. And you know, God gave me a revelation this morning. I, I haven't even opened my preaching notes. I'm just talking to you. God gave me a revelation. He says, if you want to become anybody great, normally you, most people have to study at the university. Are you listening to me? But to get to university, you must first have a matric qualification. Are you also listening to me? Which means you must first go to high school. You can't get the matric in standard 8 or grade 8 or standard 6. You get it. You must get to matric, grade 12. And only that certificate can put you into university. Say amen means you understand. But to get to the matric, you must first get to high school. Which means, you must finish your primary school. Say, Amen, you understand, yeah. In hearing, they don't hear. And in seeing, they don't see, so I must tell them stories. You must first go to primary school. And if you're slow in learning and reading, you first go to unpassing's class. Remedial education. Where the teacher says, 
Ket. Ket. I almost said something else now. The dog, dog. Are you with me? My friend used to say, Geoog, George. Listen. Listen carefully to what I say. God wants you to reach your pinnacle. Whether you want to become a pilot, a nurse, a doctor, anything, you need to enter tertiary education. But in life, when you when you when you look in real life, you see the teacher asks the, the the great ones. What do you want to become? They have these little concerts. When my son was in uh, pre pre primary, you know, before they go to primary school, they have this little concert with a hat on, and then they say, "What do you want to become?" He said he wants to be a pastor, my son, and he's on his way there. Was the only young boy who said, amongst that group, he wants to be a pastor. And but all the people, it was at University of Western Cape, Maynor. All of them said, "I want to be a fireman." Wow. My name is John the Quaker and when I grow up, uh, I am the I I am the son of James and Sally van der Merwe, uh, uh, the Quaker sorry. And when I grow up, I want to be a doctor. Now the next one. My name is Sally and you know how it goes. When I grow up, I want to be those are dreams and aspirations. But ladies and gentlemen, how many of you know that many of those kids never reach their destination. Why? Because they must go through the levels. Primary school, high school, matric qualification, university. Are you with me? Somewhere in between, there's an interference in the gradual process. And it can be many things. It can be a breakup of the marriage of the mother and the father. It can be a lack of thinking or something happened to the child. The child can't even go to high school. Or some bad influences come on high school. Start teaching you to smoke daga and oka pipe and eventually you find yourself dodging school. You never get the matric certificate you wanted to get. Maybe a young girl is foolish enough to believe a boy's lies that she's the prettiest girl in the world and after a few meetings he sleeps with her, she gets pregnant, she can't finish matric. I'm preaching. And that dream that was there is gone. Listen to me. Christ has a dream for you too. In the spirit. I was telling you a story of the natural. Now I'm bringing you to the spiritual. Christ wants you to develop spiritually into a great person. Yes. But the enemy, say enemy. He will come to intersect and to bisect and to disturb your development from where you should go. And he will withdraw you from the plan that God had for you. That is the reason why we as pastors of this great church teach you this important subject that you must stay loyal Stay committed. Be the same to the very end so that you can reach the goal that God has for you.
preach before you today. Many people sat in the chairs you sat, maybe not here, but in other venues that we once had. And for some reason, like the young children at school, something happened. Some stupid voice spoke into their ears and caused them to think other things about the place that should have been a benefit to them. And they thought through deception that they got something now, they're running with something. Only until later they realized, oh, I made a mistake. And the devil has succeeded in cutting short your dreams, your visions, and your life. Yeah. So when I discovered the statistics arts or the loyalty and disloyalty medicine, I realized I have to teach you. And you said, but you taught it last year. Oh, I did. I did, I know. I have a slight, uh, it's not an illness, it's just a, this histamine. What do you call it? Hay fever. Hay fever. How many of you have hay fever? You get it every spring or so. We sneeze or or your throat itch. How many, how many of you have that where your throat itch sometimes? You don't. You are blessed people, isn't it? Well, I have that, so I must use tablets. It's histamine tablets. Like when I'm on grass a lot, then I get this itching. Some people have it. It's called uh, seasonal rhinitis or something like that. Seasonal rhinitis. It's a word. Say it's a word. If you don't understand big words, just say, wow, it's a word. Seasonal rhinitis or something like that. But I've discovered, look, the doctor one day gave me an injection. He said, you must use a tablet every day, but some people go for the injection. I said, does it help? He says it does. But it just burns a little. I said, swotom doctor, swotom, swotom and doctor, swotom, swotom. So to me, he said no, he said no. And so the nurse said, Trek for me, Shubiki, Afi, Bruki? But the guy now sitting next to here, Kimai Krach, Yara Jesus, oh my throw, Yara Jesus, oh my throw. Shuba! Allah says, Munio, been stay phony. But like as a guy now sitting, I make a net so I start a net so. But once it was burning, I realized for months, no coughing, no sneezing. My wife gets so angry if I do. Ah, she says. I say, Jack, man, give me Coke. Coke helps sometimes, but that injection, it helps me. But strangely enough, the next year, I need to take it again. It won't help for this year. Last year's injection only helped for last year. That's why from October month, you'll hear this teaching for the whole month. And the end of the month, I'm doing a three-day conference on loyalty. Start booking your seats. Because I'm only taking 100 people. 75 here, 25 in the overflow. And you know, Pastor Stan, Pastor... T-O-W, Pastor Maria, they already going to grab the seats because they keep asking me, when are you doing a conference? I, this morning the Lord said, do a loyalty conference. Loyalty. 
the devil doesn't want you to stay loyal because he was the first loyal person in the Bible. He ran away from heaven and he took a third of the angels with him. Everything God is building, he wants to destroy. Now he comes into the church, he puts bad thoughts into your mind. You didn't know that the thought can be from the devil because the Bible says we must cast down imaginations, pull down thoughts. So evil thoughts are given to you. Sometimes it's not even thoughts. Another person whispers in your ear something bad about the church and then suddenly you also say, yeah, as far, you leave the church. You don't know you're only in grade three. Your level was university, but an interjection has come early and you never reach the place that you should reach. So we started teaching this. And you know what? The devil hated me for teaching this. And people started even saying bad things about Pastor Chris. Say, now they're teaching from books, no longer from the Bible. You see, this is demonic words because he doesn't like this thing. He wants people to be disloyal. He doesn't want any churches to grow. The gates of hell is against the church. Don't you understand? Yeah. So they say, ah, they're teaching now out of books, you see. And they say, how is it all that? They say, it's a dwarf. Uh, they say, it's a remedial anpassings class. They say, it's And what happens to them afterwards? Nothing. They're going back slowly in the reverse gear. Ask me. I've seen it. Their lives become what you call a non-entity. They disappear into obscurity. I know pastors who had ministries when they started speaking against God's work, against the servants of God, against when they started murmuring. Their once ministries that they spoken about is no longer in existence. Yeah, there's no longer a sign of anything because the enemy made them think they got something. You got nothing, man. You got nothing. You only got the deception. A lie, a lie from the devil. You need an injection to know that you must stay committed and loyal. Hallelujah. Don't just break away. Break away. The devil is using you not to establish strong churches. We are so confident that we are building a church that can seat a lot of people. Most pastors say, no, no, no. Nowadays you can't build big churches. Build small churches, you know. The members, people are not interested in coming to church anymore. I said, no, nonsense. It is the devil who breaks up churches. It is the devil who tells people not to go to church. It is the devil who destroys people. It is the devil who tells one person to tell another person that they must stay away from the church. It is the devil. And when I'm preaching on loyalty and disloyalty, I'm attacking the devil. Because the devil is attacking me. I'm in a war. I don't know what you, but I'm in a war. That's why Paul said to Timothy, you fought a good, I have fought a good fight. What fight? I'm fighting the devil. Look, what happened in the police. You all saw the news of that man that was killed, this, uh, this great lieutenant from um, uh, Bishop Lavis. There was a big funeral yesterday about, it was on TV. But you know, do you know what? You know how that man died. There were people inside the system that is disloyal to the system. That's how the devil works. They will say they're working for the police, but they're disloyal to the police. Yeah. They, they, they traitors. Behind the back, they go and work 
with the underworld. Do you see where loyalty goes? It goes further than just church. Pastor, when they ask me to play, say stupid man, that's a shooting. Look what happened to that man because of disloyalty. Must watch enough war movies. War movies and movies. You see, in movies, there's a lot of spies. Say, don't keep man Samuel. Ma, I work for Ifeyan. You think he's with you in the trench? He's working for the Russians. When you turn your back, he shoots you. Hey! There's loyalty. God can't build with those loyal people. The church can only be built with loyal people. And Pastor Charlie made a statement this morning. He said, You must remember the teachings of disloyalty in the time of a crisis. Don't say now, Amen, Amen, Amen. It's okay, there's no crisis now. But when somebody comes to you and say, Hey, they Pastor Chris is a scalamion, then remember the teachings in the day of a crisis. And start to defend the church. Yeah. I'm shocked how few people can defend the church. One day a man, uh, he left our church, but he was a church hopper. He came from many churches. He's always just here for his own thing. You get people, they join a church hoping that they can get the stage and the mic. And I, I don't give the mic over easily. Because I'm very careful what my people hear. I don't let people poison my people. I'm responsible for the health of my people. Say amen. So I don't, anybody who jumps and shouts, I don't give them the mic. No, 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 no. How could even none? There's four bosleys that I will say, my men are four bosleys to So, in a crisis, so this big gorilla type man, he left my church because he's used to hopping from churches. And then he found one of my, my church members in the shop. And he asked the church member, my name is Chris, if you didn't know. You see, when people become rude and disloyal, they also have no honor for this man of God. He wouldn't even say pastor. And so my church member, being like many of you, very timid, he just said, yeah, ugh, what can I make? What can I make? What can I make? What can I make? It's not the first time I hear. I heard it. I heard it many times. I heard another sister also told a, a person, "Zelen nog altijd daar So well, you know what the lady said? One of our members. Ik wil niet over die cake praten. Ik wil niet over die cake praten. Kom eens los daar. Ons praat oor die syke, sy prijs wat opgegaan het, en oor die melk wat nou sier getrek het. Say what? What? You mean you couldn't defend the church? You couldn't ask the person, why do you ask me such a stupid question? I'm at the very good church. Where are you? You a church hopper hopping around? I don't say, What has all this teaching benefited you? You can't even defend the work of God? You break down the work of God? Are you still there? 
What's wrong with me being stony? That's what he should have said. What's wrong? I'm not a church hopper. Jesus said we must be faithful to the end. There's a few people in this church that I really admire. And you see, I have given them an exalted status. Because the Bible says, if you honor me, I will honor you. If you likely esteem me, I will likely esteem you. And you weren't here this morning and they were both in the service and I made them stand. One was Sister Berra. She's one of the first and only ones I know that when somebody said something bad about me, it wasn't right what she did, but I'm just giving it to you as an example. This is how she grew up in, in, in Chestnut Way. There you don't talk much, you just hit. And then one guy who was also there from some great charismatic church, he came into a shop where she was buying some stuff over the counter. And then there was a poster of me that I was having some services. And he looked at this poster and he made a statement. He says of me, but he didn't know a real loyal member was buying something there by the, by the shop. And she turned around and she asked him, Say again what you said now. Are you talking about my pastor? I said, to you mustn't hit people. She said, Pastor, the Bible says you must lay hands on people. And I laid fivefold ministry on him the prophet, the apostle, the pastor, the teacher, and the evangelist. It was a big fat guy. And he couldn't dare to even do anything. Because he was ready to eat the other five. He said, you have one anointing, but you can also get... You ask a hard thing of me, I can give you a double portion of the anointing. He never spoke such a word against the church. Because somebody defended the work of God. Pastor Ali is another one that I highly esteem. Well, somebody left our church and then started saying, you people can't teach this thing. People must stay loyal. And then when people are disloyal, you want to chase them away. Huh. What about love? Jesus said you must love your people, love your enemies. You know what Pastor Ali said? He said you are correct. But the Bible also says, you see now, if you are well taught, you know what the scripture says. The reason why you tell people was pretty funny, when they can you Bible? They can you scripture? They saw any unpassing school. Pastor Ali said, You are right. But the Bible also says, Mark those who cause division amongst you. Mark them and separate yourselves from them. Hey! Clap for Pastor Ali and Sister Berra. They didn't just sit here and say, Amen. In seeing, you will see and understand. And in hearing, you will listen. 
Let me close by also coming to my sermon. Just five minutes. Nice, can you tin fat? When this subject comes on, I'm wild. You can see I'm wild. Because I've got a master's degree in the teaching of loyalty and disloyalty. I went to the 36 arts of Shaolin. Pastors normally ask me to, 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 they normally come to me. I'm a pastor of pastors also. If you don't know, I have pastors who come to me for advice. Then they will tell me about certain people in the churches. And without telling me long stories, I can already tell them what's going to happen. Then I say, do this, do this, do this. Tell that person to go. That person is not going to stay with you. Then they don't do what I say. But after a while, they come back and say, how did you know? I say, I've studied it. I've mastered it. I can see the behavior of human beings are basically the same all over. It doesn't matter the color. It doesn't matter the race where they come from. The behavior of sinful human beings are the same all over. I'm telling you. In my Wednesday night teachings on Facebook, I was teaching for a long time on those who honor. Because we are teaching you to honor. And the reason why we're teaching you to honor is basically what I want to really hit home with a nail today. Because it is in Mark chapter 6 where Jesus Christ in the first few verses of Mark chapter 6 when Jesus Christ came home to the only place in the Bible not the only place but probably the first place in the Bible that clearly explains the people did not honor Him. Do you see? And the people could then not receive of the great blessings that God sent with Jesus to bless the people. So whenever you dishonor the person that you should actually honor, and honor is more specifically for authority figures, your parents, your pastor, your prophet, God, those authority figures, there is a blessing connected to it. And there's also a curse if you dishonor. Are you with me? So if you have Mark chapter 6 verse 1. Uh, and then I want to show you this quickly and then we will close. Look at this. NLT, yes. Jesus left that part. Can you see the word Jesus? I'm just saying that because a lot of people when we, when we say we're teaching from guiding you from a book they say they're not teaching about Jesus anymore but it's about Jesus say Jesus it's all about him we just want to know him more so we grow close to people who know him better would you like to meet Cyril Ramaphosa if you don't if you, say you do want to meet him your chances of you phoning him won't work they won't answer your call the best way is to get to somebody that's very close to him. Do you understand? Then you ask that person, is it possible to meet? Now, whenever we are teaching you to honor human beings, it's actually Jesus you want to come to, isn't it? Hello? He's the only one that we must actually come. But because you come to someone who's closer. Ah, a priest is closer. Because a priest has given his whole life 
to the ministry. So don't believe the lies that people tell you. It's all demonic to break down the churches. You must honor and respect your pastors. If you want to see churches break down, you can go into Delft and you see people don't stay long. They just want to have a big jacket. As I can get a salary, I As I pass to me, I can get a jacket. As I show my brother, I can get a Rubbish. Jesus left that part of the country and returned with his disciples to Nazareth, his hometown. Say hometown. Verse 2, please. Is this my water? Fresh. The next Sabbath, he began teaching in the synagogue. Now, Jesus grew up in his hometown. He was a carpenter there. But then he left and started his ministry in Galilee. Nazareth is, is, is about two hours drive from Galilee. It's far. It's, it's, it's maybe about two hours drive. You're looking at about almost a day's walk. Are you with me? And that time they walked. You know they walked, huh? In Jesus' day, there was no Mercedes Benz. Now he comes back to where he grew up. The next Sabbath he began teaching in the synagogue and many who heard him were amazed. Say, wow, that's the Pastor Chris. But now here's the problem. They started asking, where did he get all this wisdom and the power to do these miracles? Because he was healing the sick. Now, verse 3. Then they scoffed. I mean, they started to mock him. He's just a carpenter. The son of Mary and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas and Simeon. This is where we learn the names of Jesus' brothers because this is the town where everybody knew everybody. It's called familiarity. Say familiarity. You are familiar. You know. I know you. I know you. And his sisters live right here among us. They were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. Are you listening? The people in his hometown did not want to believe in him. Go to verse 5. Oh, verse 4, sorry. Then Jesus told them, A prophet is honored. Say honor. Say honor. A prophet is honored. He's highly respected. He's highly respected. Everywhere. Except in his own hometown and among his relatives and his own family. It's the word of the Lord. And because of the people's unbelief in the town where Jesus grew up, listen to this, this is a very important scripture. He couldn't do any mighty miracles among them. Why? Because of their unbelief. except to place his hands on a few sick people and heal them. My Lord. I want to just end off by saying this very important thing to all of you. That Jesus Christ, although he couldn't do mighty works in Nazareth, it took a few verses 
verse 31 of the same chapter. I'm only talking about one chapter, chapter 6. And I'm going to show you something. And my, my teaching is this. You must move away. Everybody say after me, move away from people who dishonor you. Say it again. Move away from people who dishonor you. What does it mean? You're moving away from people who don't respect you. Are you listening? Where do you get this from, Pastor? How can you say that? I'm telling you now, in Mark chapter 6, Jesus was not respected in his hometown. And the Bible says he could not do miracles there. But in the same chapter, before chapter 7, you know 7 comes after 6. You didn't know. 7 comes up. Before chapter 7, we see the greatest miracles in the ministry of Jesus. But he just moved away from the place where he could not do the miracles. They saw him as an ordinary carpenter. A man who we went to school with. Are you listening? Ah, and uh, uh, because of that, because they didn't esteem him highly, the, the power of God couldn't work. Do you now understand why we are teaching you all the time, honor your prophet, uh, founder's day, pastor's appreciation day. Why? So that something can come to you. But if you dishonor, never will a miracle come to you and never will a blessing come to you. It's not what I say. It's the word of God. Oh yes. Look at verse 31. And he moved away. He said, come apart. Let's go. Everybody say, let's go. Stand for the projector. You don't honor me. You don't respect me. Say, so say and so. All right, manna. Say it. Let's go. Say it. Let's go. Hallelujah. It's one of the greatest things I did in my life. And that's why my ministry is working. I left the people who didn't honor me. I left them. And some of them includes my family. Oh yeah. If you want to step deeper into this Christian life, you're going to have to separate yourself even from your own family. It is in that chapter where Jesus' mother and brothers came looking for him. He said, Mother and brother, those who believe in me, this is my mother's and my brother. Never my vertel van bloed is dikker as water. Sy sal a prijs betaal om achter die Heere aan te loop. En sy sal van jou eie bloed somdits moet skyn. Ja. The brothers of Jesus did not, John chapter 6, the brothers of Jesus did not believe in him. This guys that was mentioned here, they didn't believe him. But they didn't know how worry him for all to convince him. Look, don't stay around trying to convince people what you have is good. Just say, let's go. Say it, let's go. Let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. He said, this is because there were so many people coming and going that they couldn't even rest. Now, as they went away, the, the miracle started flowing. Where did they go away from? 
where people didn't honor them. Then the miracle started flowing. Malamoshaka. It's in that same verse where he sends them. He sends the disciples. Uh, verse uh, 31. And when they had passed over, they came to the Gennesaret. Yes, verse 53. Look at this. After they crossed the lake. Are you with me? They cross the lake. Move away from people who dishonor you. They landed at Gennesaret. They brought the boat to shore. Verse 54. And climbed out. The people recognized him at once. They were just now dishonored. Now they go with the boat over to the other side. The people say, hey, it's a miracle worker, not a carpenter. Not the one who was in school with us. It's the miracle worker. They started running to him. Look. And they ran throughout the whole area. Carrying the sick people. Hallelujah. On mats. Wherever they heard he was. Carrying the people. Come. The man from God is here. The prophet from the year is here. The king from the year. The elephant from God has come. Hallelujah. In Nazareth, they mocked him to scorn. Ah, he's my nature's us. Who is he? Hallelujah. And go on to verse 56. Look. Wherever you went in villages, cities, or the countryside, they brought the sick out to the marketplaces. They begged him to listen. Listen. From people who didn't believe him. Listen to the how the miracles increase. They begged him to let the sick touch at least the fringe of his hinges. The fringe of his robe. And all who touched him were healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All who touched him. Not in Nazareth. In Nazareth he could do no great works there because of the people's unbelief. But when he went with the boat to the other side, they just said, Lord, walk past. Let the people just touch your cloak. And the people were healed. Glory to God. Glory to God. Move away when they dishonor you. Are you listening? Three things will happen to you. Miracles of provision will come to you. Miracles of provision. Financial miracles of provision. Mark 6.35 to 43. I'm not going to read it. It's in the same chapter. We haven't left the chapter. We're in the chapter where he taught many people that came running to him. Are you listening? There were so many. The night he said, where will they find food to eat? I'm in the same chapter. Where they first rejected him. Now, the disciples said, How can you feed 5,000 people? Only 5,000 men, 5,000 children, 5,000 women, 15,000 people. Where were you going to get enough money for Kentucky? Streetwise 2 is, is now how much? Yeah. Jesus said, Let the people sit down. 
Manta Kalama, miracle of provision. There was nothing but because of the belief in him, the multitudes gathered around him. He said a prayer, looked up to heaven and said a prayer. And as they gave out the fish and bread, the Bible says everybody ate and was full. And there was even enough for them to have leftovers. You know what you call a takeaway? I said they must for a man. Sit down in for your hand. But it's only for you what you've done. They call it a doggy bag. But it's only your doggy. Jesus gave 12 doggy bags to his disciples because there were 12 of them. Man, man, a doggy bag. Hey! Don't take it lightly that a man can take two fish and five loaves of bread and feed 15,000 people and they had enough and there was even leftovers. The miracle of the multiplication happened after he left the place where they dishonored him. And lastly, as I close, the disciples is on the boat. Yes, that's in verse 46 to 51. He told them, I'm going to pray. And then a mighty storm came and they were afraid. And then suddenly they see a man is coming on the waters to them. The Bible says they thought it was a spook. And he said, don't be afraid. It is I. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus did many miracles. But to walk on water, I say to walk on water, is one of those most spectacular miracles recorded in the Bible. Anybody who walks on water normally sinks. This man came walking on the water. I'm not in chapter 7. I'm in the same chapter where that people said, This come up past. He could do no great works there. But where they honored him, where they said, Master, let the sick just touch the bottom of your clothes. You saw the multiplication. You saw the miracles. Many other things happened in chapter 6, but because of time, I can't tell you. He even sent out the disciples. He said, go into the towns. You'll even have the anointing to send. That's why I can send Pastor Sergio and Charlene and Pastor Ellison. I send them away. You have the anointing to send where people believe in you and they don't doubt you and they're not skeptical about you. You can tell them, pack up your bags and go. We took them out of their jobs and said, pack up your bags and go. Because they believed that I'm a man of God and I'm a prophet sent from God. Hallelujah. If you want to receive miracle provision for your life and your job and your, you need to understand those who dishonor you, you must move away from them. Not everyone will believe in you. You don't have to stay around to make them believe. Let's go. Let's go. So I'm saying to all of you, I'm not chasing anybody away, but it's the message. If you don't believe, you don't have to stay here. Go. Go. I want to preach to people who believe in me, not, not, not for my benefit, so that what I have can be released to you. Because if you do not believe,
then you block the flow of the anointing of God. My, uh, my architect who came to visit two weeks ago, he said after the morning service, he, phoned, he sent a message to thank me for the service. And then he apologized. He said, maybe the way I spoke to you before wasn't in a proper way. I didn't realize that you are a great man of God. Yeah. I said, no, 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 it's not a problem. Because we were talking about the building, you know. So they, sometimes it's, the meetings are rough. But he said, after I saw you preach and I felt the anointing, please, I apologize. So when I phone, he picks up quickly. Hey! It's changed. Perception has changed. Will people still see me as come? Of course. They show Jesus like that. I'm not greater than Jesus. But the message, and it's for you also. As you grow in your ministry and in your calling, move away from those who don't believe in you and who don't honor you. Don't try to convince people what you have. If they don't want it, move. The Lord will bring new people into your life. Look at you. If I stayed with those people that, that I tried to convince, I would not have known you today. Look how you're sitting here. I would not have known you today. But God led me away from them to you. Hallelujah. And I see miracles going to happen in your life. I see miracles of provision coming to you. I see that you will be sendable because you know that the anointing is flowing from here. Glory to God. Everybody stand to your feet. Everybody stand to your feet. Hallelujah. He walks on the waters. He calms the raging seas. His name is Jesus. Amen. This morning, we sang a lovely song here. Elizabeth has probably abandoned me, did she? Lizzie, she's gone. I don't know who was in the morning service who knew the song that we did. It was a beautiful song because we were teaching the people to reach matric and the high level. There's going to be devil inter interruptions in, along the way. But you must say this to the devil. What was the words of the song we said that we played this morning? No turning back. No, but that's not, it. That's not how it, it starts. I'm going all the way. I'm going all the way. You see? Look, your destiny is not now. There's much more for you. Do you understand? I don't know how I can explain this to you, man. There's much more for you. This is not all there is for you. But the devil will want to come on the journey and take away from you what was yours. You think it's an argument. It's something. No, 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 no. It's the devil. You can't see him. You should have reached that thing. That you said when you were small, one day when I grow up, I want to be this. But we had a chorus we said this morning. I said, nobody's going to take me away from this mission. I'm going all the way. No matter what tomorrow brings, I'm going all the way. Don't even try to turn me around. Vessel, do you know the words? All the way. I'm going all the way No matter what 
tomorrow brings I'm going all the way I'm going all the way so don't even try to tell me listen listen when people come to you and you'll hear more every Sunday when you come and they say in the supermarket het sê nog altyd bereid tenta wanneer gaat er een aanbeweeg is how the world thinks that's why they don't they don't accomplish anything you say hey I'm going all the way don't even try to turn me around turn me around all the way I'm going all the way no matter what tomorrow brings I'm going get ready for your tithes and offerings I know you have brought your tithes and offerings you also know by giving to God blessings come yes if anybody say listen listen let me tell you something you you weren't here yet were you here last week and I told you about the man who said to the other brother are you at, 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 at the church he said yes he said do you tithe the brother said yes he said how much do you tithe the brother said well I tithe a thousand two hundred a thousand say say a thousand rand he said a thousand rand He said, yeah, because I earned $10,000 at my job, so I give. He says, do you know what you could have done with a thousand rand? This unbeliever says to the believer. He says, in one month you gave a thousand. In two months, it will be two thousand. In a year, it's twelve thousand. In two years, you would have given twenty-four thousand. And in thirty years, you would have given half a million. You could have brought a Ferrari from that car. The brother thought, and he looked to the unbeliever, He said, do you tithe? And the brother said, no. He said, where's your Ferrari? You didn't get it. You didn't get it. The brother said, if you had kept your money, you could have bought a Ferrari. So we turned to the brother who's not a tither and he said, do you tithe? He said, no, I don't tithe. So we said, now where's your Ferrari? So he said, I, I don't know. So it's a lie. It's a lie what people say. If you add this, this, you could have bought this. It's not. The devil will take your money from your pockets. Rather bring it to the Lord. And you'll be blessed. If you're giving a tithe, they'll come around, put it on the envelope. If you're giving an offering, they'll put it in the envelope. I'm going all the way. Let's do it. Yes. All the way. No I'm matter going. what tomorrow brings. I'm going. All the way. Don't even try to turn me around All the way I'm going all the way No matter what tomorrow brings I'm going all the way I'm going all the way So don't even try I'm going all the way I'm going all the way No matter what tomorrow brings I'm going all the way Yes, I'm going I'm going all the way 
You must tell anybody who tries to convince you to turn from where you are going now. Say, don't even try. Say after me, don't even try to turn me around. I'm going all the way. No matter what tomorrow brings. All the way. I'm going all the way. So don't even try. American movies I like you see that guy Richard Pryor something you, you need to show the face of the north wind don't even try to turn me you see when you when you turn your face you must turn your face it's the face of the north wind if you've been with me long you will know what is the face of the north wind you mustn't entertain don't say as say noch as say noch da ach wat kan ik maken Wrong answers, wrong answers. So why? Going all the way. I'm going all the way. No matter what tomorrow brings. I'm going all the way. I'm going all the way. So don't even try. You tell me we are I'm going all the way. Don't even try. Don't even try. To turn me around. One more time. Don't even try. So don't even try. To turn me around. Hallelujah. Wow. Wow. It's the month of loyalty, and there will be many sons also preaching here. Oh, and especially those who I think and I find to be very loyal to me. They will be preaching because they are, it's not what they say. 
Look, it's your lifestyle is the best teacher of all. If you live a life that people can see your loyalty. So in the next service, we have a great young man preaching here, Pastor Edmund. He'll be preaching, one of the very loyal sons of this house. He'll be teaching us on loyalty for those who's going to remain like me. I stay for all the services. You can't miss it. Amen. Receive the closing prayer and go. Go your way. Your faith has made you whole. Father, we thank you for this service. Thank you for all who came to enjoy. Bless their hearts and protect them from wickedness and evil in this world. Provide for their needs, Lord, and heal them from sickness. May we honor you, God, and the servants you sent to us so that we can reach the pinnacle of our universities, our spiritual universities, our careers by going through the levels and the grades without having this evil one intercept us. Give us grace, O God, to run the journey to the very end. We're going all the way. No one must try to turn us around. We give you praise. Give you glory and honor. Oh God, you are worthy. You are worthy. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the Father, the fellowship, the communion, the contribution, the participation and the sweet influence of the Holy Spirit Rest and abide with all you wonderful people. And all God's children said, Amen.